it's very useful to analyze what, for example, different gaming and non-gaming campaigns do in marketing, or what e-commerce companies do in terms of their online activity and digital marketing. Because very often, uh, some winning strategies are coming from the people with a fresh view on this situation. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by Stormaven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy, how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm Jonathan Fishman, VP Marketing at Stormaven, and today I'm really excited to be here with Alex from Neki. He's the CMO of Neki, a game developer. Um, Alex, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me uh, to your podcast, Jonathan, first of all. Uh, so I'm Alex. Uh, I'm five years already in the mobile uh, digital marketing. Uh, and uh, for the last three years, I'm managing the, all, all the marketing th- things in, uh, in Nike. Uh, I, this is not just the user acquisition, but also the ASO and monetization side and some other live ops in and uh, community management things as well. Uh, so uh, we are um, mostly popular with our fighting uh, game series named Shadowfight. Uh, this is one of the most downloadable uh, mobile games in the world, uh, which is uh, counting more than 500 million downloads worldwide uh, as for now. Uh, and yeah, I think we have a lot of things to share with uh, your audience, which can be reasonable and useful. Awesome. And, and how you got into mobile marketing? Like, What was your path before you became a CMO? I think that's uh, an inspiration for a lot of people. Yeah, cool question. Uh, basically, uh, I manage the logistics uh, in a pretty huge corporation. Uh, I was the logistics director, and my the, my latest uh, field was the digitalization and optimization of the log- logistics product pro- mm-hmm. processes uh, in the manufacture, uh, delivery, and uh, planning. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, Quite incredible. Enough. It was an incredible switch uh, from the uh, real uh, real side business to the online. Uh, but as I'm, uh, educa- I have an education in terms of marketing, the marketing field, uh, the higher education. I mean, I uh, had a diploma with the marketing. Uh, so yeah, it, it was like uh, back to back to my roots. Awesome, cool. So um, I want talk today a bit about uh, user acquisition. It's, it's a topic that um, everybody's speaking on these days because of the shift towards privacy, first advertisement and Apple enforcing everything that they enforced with the deprecation of the IDFA. Um, Google is not going exactly uh, after Apple and, and following them in that path. They have a different way of, uh, of introducing privacy first features. Um, but so far, you know, it's been out since uh, June of, of uh, 2021. How's it been like for you guys? Uh, do, do you uh, think have, have been broken? Are things uh, going well? Uh, of course, we are not an exclusion from in the market. Uh, we struggle in a lot with the iOS changes. Uh, but 
uh, I can't say that it's uh, somehow ruined our activity or market marketing activity. First of all, uh, that we are lucky guys, and um, in, in general, we were always focused mainly on Android. Uh, I mean, in terms of the user acquisition, first of all, uh, because uh, Android for our title was uh, much more scalable uh, than the iOS. Why was that? What's uh, what? What was behind that decision? Uh, I, uh, as far as we see, uh, we uh, found a lot of um, action lovers uh, on on Android, first of all, and uh, a, a big share of our audience coming from the third party countries, uh, where it's not uh, where the people are, let's say, not so rich like in tier one, but where there are a lot of uh, Apple holders. Uh, and iPhone holders. So uh, in that case, uh, we saw uh, a, a great uh, a great volume of organic traffic from these countries, and we tried to support them uh, and try to uh, support this volume of organic with a paid user acquisition. And uh, usually, people are very surprised when I'm talking that. For example, uh, one of the most profitable in terms of ROI countries uh, for our user acquisition activity uh, is uh, India. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really growing market for mobile. That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, it's it's big, it's scalable, it's cheap. Uh, so it's bringing us a really good uh, ROI. Uh, in, uh, when at the same time, we are seeing uh, let's say more or less stable, but much uh, lower numbers with the United States in terms of profit. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we are scaling our user acquisition, uh, we are always trying to find the balance uh, because, uh, as I mentioned, we are receiving a huge number of organic traffic and it's, it's normal for the fighting games in general. Uh, and in terms of that, we are not so interested in the bringing just the installs uh, for our games because they are coming organically. The, the brand and the franchise is very strong in the market now. Uh, but we are focused on the generating exter uh, some extra profits. So when we are making any decisions in terms of our marketing activity, uh, they are mostly focused on the extra profit generation. Cool. It's it's uh, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I think it's a really unique type of perspective uh, to focus on like uh, um, you know countries where they're more Android focused and they're less susceptible to the changes in terms of privacy because it's mostly Apple driven and uh, the the impact of what Apple have been uh, doing and, and been rolling out is is not distributed evenly around the world. There are places where it's uh, you can still operate the same as, as you are. So you were uh, lucky to have that type of, um, I would say, marketing mix before. But after that happened, you like, completely ditched uh, UA on U iOS and, and completely focused your budgets on, on Android? Or are you still trying to uh, navigate these, these waters? Uh, we are still trying, of course. Uh, and uh, as, as more time is passing after these changes, the more and more we see how we can manage it on a scalable model. Uh, but at the same time, I can say that anyway, we, we uh, lost more 
when we uh, receive this uh, limitation with the uh, Chinese market on iOS. Uh, because in terms of the fighting game, in terms of the action game, uh, the China market was uh, one of the primary markets for us. Mm -hmm. so the same as the United States. And when we were limited in with this market, uh, because we don't have an ISBN for now, uh, we saw, uh, let's say, more, more, much more significant impact on our revenue flow uh, than, than we had now with the iOS updates. But uh, as for now, for iOS, we are still trying to manage it. And uh, of course, the structure of the channels changed significantly. How did it change for you guys? Yeah, so uh, of, of course, as for many others, uh, Facebook was our primary channel for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and for now, we are we decreased this uh, this channel, and now it's just even not on uh, top three for us in general for Android and for iOS as well. Uh, and because you know that after the iOS changes, Facebook also rolled their own privacy changes, which also. Uh, bring a lot of problems uh, for the attribution, for the, especially for the optimization uh, quality. Uh, and uh, as, as, as we, we expected, as many others, we expected some decrease of the costs uh, for, for the customer acquisition, but we didn't met them uh, in time. Uh, so we saw just the decrease of the performance on this channel and uh, the, the stable cost per acquisition. So of course, after that uh, signals, we decided to, uh, to keep on the stable campaigns. And uh, sometimes we are still trying to, to, to do some things, but it's uh, comparing to the previous periods, it's in a very low, uh, on a very low uh, level now. Uh, as, as for now, we see very um, impressive results with TikTok. On iOS, I mean. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we are. Uh, we were aware that they were you know, prepared for all these changes in terms of scan uh, and uh, all, all the uh, privacy changes and, and attribution problems. Uh, and uh, as far as we see, they are really growing, uh, increasing the quality of the optimization inside their algorithms. Uh, and of course, it works uh, very well for our games as well, because most of our gamers are young audience. They, 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 the audience is very young. Uh, and uh, of course, they are all of, most, most of them are the TikTok users. Uh, and this is a very suitable channel for our titles. And the Google Ads, I think that they succeed a lot. Uh, from all these changes, because uh, on both on iOS and uh, Android uh, platforms, uh, more and more companies I see they are transferring their budgets to the, the second one of the strongest uh, channels of the for the user acquisition, and uh, their algorithms performing better and better day to day, especially on Android. And we see the how 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 the, the, the stability of the optimization and the performance, uh, it's, it's really a good. And now uh, this is 
pretty impressive. And at the same time, um, when when uh, when the marketers are limited uh, in some kind of uh, tools to tweak the campaigns or to tweak their activity, of course, all of us are trying to find some ways how to uh, hack the system uh, with the, uh, some. I don't know. There are different approaches, but I mean, first of all, with the smart data feeding of the user acquisition channels, and uh, what what we are uh, seeing and meeting more and more often uh, in the industry that uh, more and more companies are trying to, uh, to 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 make the smart feeding of the algorithms. I mean, the Google or the ad networks. Mm-hmm. By selecting the specific events from the specific maybe ad sources inside the channels, which they would love to perform and to to perform towards and towards them. So yeah, uh, to be honest, this is pretty interesting time because uh, I think we all of us relaxed for some time uh, because everything became. Pretty easy to be honest it was almost unfair I think it was like it was just working based on user level data and everybody got used to it and it just worked you didn't need to do a lot yeah 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 and uh, at some moment maybe uh, we some of us maybe some even even in our company we stopped finding some smart smart solutions and smart decisions and uh, mm-hmm. these all these changes are Uh, pushing us to to keep smart uh, and to find the new approaches uh, on this very comp- competitive market. Yeah, I think you touched also a few other really interesting points there. First of all, what you said about TikTok and, and making smart decisions, uh, it connects to another trend that I'm um, hearing a lot of people talk about, which is contextual marketing and contextual advertising. So basically, you lost the ability. Facebook became a source that stopped bringing you high-quality users because they stopped being able to access user-level data and they just don't know what people are doing on all of the apps in the world, uh, most of them, th- those that didn't opt in. And, um, and by analyzing your audience and recognizing that a lot of your audience um, or your high-quality audience is very young people, You just thought very creatively and said, "Where can I find them? TikTok for sure, everybody there has TikTok. They're all on TikTok. So that's uh, so instead of like relying on Facebook to like find these users uh, wherever they are on the Facebook portfolio of apps and Instagram and everything, uh, you just can can basically think creatively of where these people are. And find them there and for you guys, the answer was TikTok and and I think that's a part of why it, it worked really well. Um, taking it one step further, I know that you're also uh, leading your ASO efforts. How do you view ASO's uh, role in the success of UA? I mean, if it's uh, if it is young TikTok audience, would would they need to see different messaging and creatives on the product page once they see it uh, when they tap on the ad? Um, are you doing some thinking in these areas? In terms of the product page on the stores, We really don't see any uh, significant difference uh, between audience reaction from other channels to be honest. Uh, I think the reason number one is that we almost never, almost never 
tried to use the misleading ads. Uh, this is, was our position, first of all. And when we just had some kind of idea about that and we tested just a few examples of the mis uh, slightly misleading ads, uh, we, we didn't find any performing or better performing benchmarks which we met before. You're talking about these, these type of uh, ads that show gameplay that doesn't exist, like mini games. They don't exist. Yeah. A, a lot of people are still doing this, by the way. That's my yeah. Facebook feed is full with uh, these ads. Um, and you didn't see good performance of that. Uh, we, we didn't uh, see a really impressive numbers for that. Yeah. And at mm -hmm. the same time, uh, we felt not really, really good inside the company in general, because um, first of all, um, we are always trying to keep the, uh, the, the user experience uh, on a high level. You can see the, the level of our games. Uh, and as for, as for us, they are not created for the, some kind of misleads, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, and in terms of, again, in terms of the quality of the games we do, uh, it's, it's really... Uh, Senseful to to use the real gameplay because sometimes the real gameplay looks like a misleading ad for many other games in the store. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like almost like a movie or like a console game level, mm -hmm. uh, especially with our latest uh, latest title Shadow Fighter Ring. So in that in that case, this is uh, this is was just not reasonable. Uh, this, by, by the way, uh, coming back to the UA, this is one of the points uh, of the struggling points for us to use the uh, playable ads uh, mm -hmm. because the limitation and the requirements for the playable ads, the requirements of the playable ads are so limited in terms of size and quality that with our graphics, we are not able to produce good quality playables. And from mm -hmm. our view, we can't use the the ads, which looks worse than the game itself. Yeah. So it, it doesn't work for us as well in general. So we have some interactive end cards, but the playable ads, like a big interactive uh, uh, item, no. Uh, and coming, returning back to the ASO, uh, so we, we see that uh, when you have a um, honest and uh, well, uh, well, quality produced uh, user flow from the ad directly to the store and after to the game and it bring in the common the common sense and the uh, the general idea very clearly to the user uh, we, we don't see uh, any changes or, or and at the same time reasons to change something for any specific type of the audience in the ESO. Because when we are checking our benchmarks, uh, because on Google Play, for example, it's available to check the benchmarks mm -hmm. comparing to your uh, category uh, competitors, uh, we see that for all our games, the conversion rates are always higher than the average and in most of the cases, even than 75% of, uh, of the market. So... Uh, and we are not doing something, I don't know, something unrealistic. 
we are just showing the game as is. Uh, and uh, I think we're just trying to easily explain uh, what is inside. And it's, mm -hmm. and it works. Yeah. And, and you said that before that uh, you get a lot of organic traffic and a lot of organic growth. Yeah. So let's unpack that a bit. What, what, what is driving that? Because we all know that organics don't fall from the sky. If somebody now, I don't know, develops a new fighting game, they won't just get organic traffic just because. Um, what kind of activities are driving that brand? Well, why do you think? Because that, by, by the way, can also play into the fact that you have really high conversion rates because people recognize the brand. They saw it somewhere. They have some affinity to it, um, and thus the conversion rates are higher, uh, as opposed to a game that they never heard about or a brand they never heard about. So, what are you doing, or what did you did in the previous years to build that brand? Uh, so, in in our case, it's a little bit not uh, a common common case because mm -hmm. uh, we are managing the series of the game of the same uh, with the same title, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, and we we realized the difference of the ASO uh, with the portfolio with the game from the same portfolio with the with the same naming only when we released uh, the uh, Shadow Fight Arena mm -hmm. uh, because uh, when we, we when we published it we met such issues which most of the game developers never met uh, such as how how to manage. How to manage the uh, the positions in the store between your own games? Yeah. How to how to exclude the cannibalization? Because, for example, in in our category of fighting games or PG games, usually we are for the most uh, for the for the for, for, let's say for, for many um, uh, keywords uh, searching keywords we are close the same to each other and close to top 10. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that case, we were struggling how to manage, how to manage the, the ranking of each title in this group. Really interesting. Uh, and it, it was very uncommon question because when we were trying to find any ASO specialists and consultants who uh, can help us, we found out that it's... It's just the problem, you know, of the Marvel, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And maybe FIFA. <laughs> it's the known uh, portfolio problem. It's, it's, it's a good problem to have. Uh, only companies that have a big portfolio of games around the same IP or the same uh, concept has. But, but it's, uh, yeah, but I agree, it's not that common. But it's really interesting. So what did you do at the end? Uh, and in that case, we were trying to, uh, to, to bring uh, the, let's say, um, the, the best understanding of what is inside just from the preview of the page. I mean, uh, if we are talking about the Apple store or even the Google store, uh, when you are searching some games on the, on the store, uh, sometimes you have the preview, sometimes not. It depends on some, uh, on some settings uh, of the store. But uh, we were thinking about how to, how to manage this, uh, even without the paid ads in the store, let's say, uh, how to manage it to explain for the user what's the difference between Shadow Fight 2, Shadow Fight 3, and Shadow Fight Arena. Because, for example, of course, you can easily find the difference between Shadow Fight 2 and 3, 
in the naming, in the 2D and 3D graphics, it's, it's easily to understand. You just choose what you love, like more. But how to explain the difference between Shadow Fighter Arena and 3, which from the first view, when we just released them, they, the pages was looking so similar. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we realized that it's, it can be really tricky, a tricky uh, choice for the, for the user, for the potential user. And, when we were, uh, and then we decided that we have to explain to the user from the first one, two screenshots, what's the difference and the naming as well. Uh, so the, the, this is some kind of the branding marketing in, uh, in terms of ASO, you know, and the, um, uh, the ways how to, uh, how to uh, what should be the position of, of this title for the user and what is the core value of this or that game inside the portfolio. So everything you should show in the first screenshot and the naming of the game, because if the user will not find this difference from the one or two first words in the list, uh, they will just scroll it down because it's too tricky. Uh, so the, the positioning of, of the brand, uh, of the titles inside the brand, it's, it's very important in that case. And uh, the, the, the most uh, impactful uh, changes which we met in terms of the organic growth was just working with the conversions. Uh, because for the store conversions, good conversion is the best signal uh, that the user experience is good. And the retain of the user is the second good con- uh, signal for the uh, store that conversion is really good. So it's now it's proven. proven. Yep. So uh, when we were making the A-B testing and uh, other changes on the store, we were just looking on the conversions only. Because when you are increasing your conversions above uh, the median, uh, numbers or even higher, you will definitely see the increase of the organic traffic. The search traffic. <laughs> First of all, the explore. The explore traffic oh, is talking much about the Play Store, yeah. Yeah, but this is the same on the uh, not the same. Yeah, but... Apple is more uh, curated, like the... yeah, it's much. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more curated, but yeah, if we're talking now uh, about the explore, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in the Google Play. Mm-hmm. you will see the significant increase of this traffic after the increase of the conversions. Uh, and the search traffic, um, it grows with the time, as far as we see, because uh, stores, first of all, the, works, the work with ranking with the keywords, play with all these plays with the keywords, uh, they always need a lot of time for, for changes and all your competitors and country inside the store. Uh, but anyway, uh, as, as far as we see in our category, 80% of the search traffic is the brand traffic. Uh, and Like just branded search. Just uh, people search for Shadow Fight and very wisely they find your portfolio of apps because all of them rank for, for your brand name. Amazing. 
I mean that in any way, uh, as as long as long as you are promoting with the paid ads your game, your brand becoming stronger and stronger day to day. And definitely, if you if you do even a, a small piece of branding in your ad creatives, you should see from month to month the increase of the search branded traffic in your stores. Anyway, and as as far as we see with all our titles. Uh, the the longer time goes with the title, I mean, the, how old is it? it never mind. But uh, in general, the good scenario when the export traffic decreasing with some time and the search traffic should increase at the same time. That helps in general keep you the stable level of the uh, of the organic traffic in general. So uh, that's what marketers should. Uh, pay attention to uh, towards their, their organic traffic, depending on the, uh, uh, on the moment of the life cycle of the, ga- of the game itself. Because if this is the many years ago published game, uh, of course, you should focus how to increase your uh, search traffic, how to uh, use your, the strength of your brand, which should be uh, after several years in the store. Uh, and at the same time, not to push a lot the explore traffic because anyway, the store preferred to give more traffic of more explore traffic to the new titles mm-hmm. and to help them to uh, get up in these charts. Uh, and in terms of um, uh, Apple Store, uh, ASO, of course, it's much more dependent on the paid traffic than the Google's. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, it's at the same time, it's a bit more easier to understand how to push it in terms of search because you can always use, use the search ads and find what, what is performing because, of course, for uh, App Store, the conversion is also very important. Uh, and you can, can analyze the conversion of your keywords, which are performing well. And to explain through the keywords and the, uh, what is the audience and what the audience expecting to see on your page, and just to prepare uh, your your product page for these expectations. Amazing uh, insight. Yeah. Yeah. So so, uh, but anyway, uh, the stronger the user, the paid user acquisition you have on iOS, the stronger ASO. Uh, or let's say organic traffic you will see there. Yeah, I think that in, in, in the app store, because it's a more, it, it's a system where the, the, on the browse side, I mean, their version of Explore, it's more driven by uh, curation. There's the Today tab and even the games and, the, and even the apps tab are, there's curated lists. It's not an algorithm to choose which, which apps appear there, like uh, on the Explore tab on the Google Play one. Uh, and, and we did a lot of studies on that, and, and we found that at the most important metric for Apple is first-time installs, uh, first-time downloads. Yeah. They just change it. So the conversion rate for first-time installs, that's what tells Apple that this app is popular and something's happening uh, with this app and, and it's growing and growing. And they uh, calculate the install, the, the first-time download velocity, like how fast is it growing, and then you get like a really unfair share of uh, search rankings. Like you start going up on search rankings and of course on the top charts and your organic, uh, your organic install growth uh, just goes up uh, really, really significantly. 
really fast. And of course, you can control that with paid UA. I mean, the more paid UA run, the more, at, at least if you're targeting it for uh, first-time downloads and not retargeting or targeting lapsed users, um, you can increase that metric and increase your performance uh, on the organic side in the app store. But I think what you mentioned as well is, and not a lot of people are thinking about it this way, is that paid UA, even with the slightest of branding, and again, we ran a lot of studies on it, really drives a lot of branded search. Like you can also influence the volume of branded search with paid UA. And some channels are better for that than others. Um, for example, YouTube is, is a channel that uh, if you compare the performance of it from a direct response perspective, it's people usually don't respond directly to an ad on, on YouTube. What they do is they go and search for the thing they saw afterwards, uh, if, if they saw the ad in, enough times. And I think TikTok uh, is also similar in that regard. Um, and, uh, and it really drives that branded uh, awareness. And then again, more brand awareness higher conversion rates, the conversion rates we talked about it, they influence your, your search visibility and uh, your, search, uh, your search traffic and even the export traffic on Google Play. Uh, so it's like a loop that feeds in itself. So yeah. the connection between UA and organic here is, is still very, very strong. And, and I think, by the way, what, something interesting that you said that a lot of people um, stopped spending on iOS, like companies that aren't like you, that, that they're very much focused on the US, let's say even US, uh, US focused in iOS, they, uh, they cut spend and they discounted the, um, the cost of doing that because they really hurt their branded search traffic. Like that, what created that branded search traffic. And when they stopped running these ads because uh, Facebook or other uh, networks are less good in, in getting to these high quality users, uh, they missed out on, on, on that, which is you can still achieve that by running a very broad campaign uh, and increasing that branded search volume. Um, so uh, it's really cool to think about it as a loop and, and it's cool that you look at it and I'm confident that it's part of why you got to uh, so impressive uh, user base numbers. I just want to add one, one small point that uh, anyway, uh, the user acquisition and uh, the paid user acquisition and the ASO, uh, you you can't split them uh, by by and to put them separately. Anyway, they should should be very closely connected to each other because uh, even when you are doing the search ads, uh, you should not consider only the tracked uh, tracked volumes of the installs which come in from the MMP platform, uh, but at the same time, uh, this, uh, you are increasing the conversion the conversion of your uh, branded search traffic, because uh, when, for example, somebody is searching for uh, the shadow fight mm -hmm. again. Uh, and we are uh, launching the search ads campaigns for the same uh, branded keywords, for sure. Uh, you never know uh, for which of the, these two uh, positions, which we will receive in their listing, uh, they will tap to. But uh, it doesn't matter, for example. It's, the, the main point is not to see on the first screen the competitors. Uh, and uh, because, for example, even with our very strong positions, when 
we have, of course, the number one position for our branded keywords. If we are not doing some kind of uh, search pay, paid search ads, uh, we can see uh, some, someone above the branded uh, free, uh, free but branded position of our shadow fight game. Uh, and this is very important to, to keep the conversions with help of these instruments, with these tools. Uh, because uh, first of all, you are just taking the first place, it's okay. But at the same time, which is much more impactful in my view, that you are taking almost all full screen for your app. Because uh, anyway, one of these previews, or sometimes even both, will come with the app preview. So with the full screenshot and pre video preview uh, details of the meta from your page, uh, product page. Uh, and the same uh, situation with the Google Ads, when you are doing Google Ads for Android, is completely the same. And even the Google Play Analytics, which is showing the traffic, the search traffic uh, in the store, it's counting the Google Ads from the search, like the store search traffic, not the referral traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the same one on App Store Connect. You see one search uh, metric, it's not breaking down. You have to go to ASA and then subtract uh, those numbers. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, re I really. It's, it's again about the conversions. Yeah. Yeah. And the conversions after about the, the traffic volume. So, as you mentioned very correctly, this is the loop. But the conversion first. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I think uh, Nick is very lucky to have you as CMO because in a lot of companies I speak with, this is so separated. Like, it's not even separated just UA, like paid user acquisition and organic user acquisition, which uh, where the ASO team uh, sits. The, the search ad team is even broken down even further, just like the UA team, those that do UA on uh, networks, those that do UA on like the self-attributing networks, uh, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, all of those. And uh, there's the search ads team. And unless there's some somebody, preferably in leadership, that have like a high level of view and, and basically say like, Let's stop for a second. Let's look at all of this holistically. We're all about growth. Let's get that growth together. It doesn't matter if it comes from the search ad or the organic listing. For these companies, which are usually like very large corporations, they have this all of this politics and like the search ads team want to get attribution for that install. The, the person doing ASO wants that to be counted as, as an organic search install. And, and, and then it becomes like an attribution battle, like between all of them. Um, so I think uh, that you have a pretty significant advantage in the fact that you're looking at it in a unified way and you just say, it doesn't matter. An install is an install and a dollar is a dollar. So uh, amazing, uh, amazing insights. Yeah, it's always about the, the, the motivation for the teams, of course. That's why they have such, such problems inside sometimes, because uh, it's really tricky, uh, especially nowadays, for the analytics team to credit and to, to split yeah. the, the results between the teams. But uh, anyway, uh, it's not always uh, uh, important to separate and conquer. Sometimes you should join and conquer for sure and and we very much uh, for that we we here at storm even we have um we believe in in an approach that uh takes all the relevant data into one place and analyze the impact of everything you, you do holistically on paid and organic 
and uh, some call it media mix modeling, some call it aggregated analysis, but basically bringing all of the data into one system of records, one source of truth, uh, where you can analyze the, the impact of all the changes and everything that you do on top level KPIs. Uh, instead of going the other route, which is kind of becoming impossible, which is like uh, direct, uh, like deterministic attribution, which is still possible, by by certain parties because fingerprinting is not yet enforced to the fullest, but it's not supposed to be uh, a viable option. Uh, but I don't believe that deterministic attribution would be possible if you fast forward like a year from now, a year and a half from now. Um, basically, when Apple starts uh, giving some, like punishing some developers uh, that they identify they're doing that. So... Um, so anyway, people would have to analyze things in, in a holistic way and, and they, it's going to be less about that type of attribution and more about like the, the funnel, as you talked about, like the search funnel. Um, really cool. Um, we're about to run out of time. So I just uh, want to ask you a few questions we ask uh, all guests. Um, if you could give just one tip to somebody getting into mobile marketing today, after all this craziness with Apple and privacy and, and everything that's happening, um, what would it be? What's like that one tip? Uh, I think that try to find uh, experience from different uh, marketing areas, marketing fields. I mean, uh, it's very useful to, uh, to analyze uh, what... Uh, what, for example, different gaming and non-gaming campaigns do in marketing, or, or what e-commerce com companies do in terms of their online activity and digital marketing. Because uh, very often, uh, some winning strategies are coming from the, from the people with a fresh view on this situation. Uh, when somebody... Uh, is just working for five years just with the games. Uh, of course, he is very aware of about every approach in this field, uh, but uh, he can find some extra value or some multiplying combination if he will use some tips or tools from the non-gaming category, for example, because, for example, subscription model uh, requires an absolutely different approach in terms of analytics, predictions, uh, uh, even the creatives, of course, and some other things. E-commerce, they are perfect in terms of bringing back the, the customers uh, or just reaching them out in different, different ways with the emailing, push notifications, and many other things outside the mobile application, I mean, and a mobile ecosystem. And all these kind of things can give you the multiplying uh, effect to the standard marketing activity, which everyone do. So if you want, would love to, uh, if you would love to, I don't know, to, uh, to blow in the market as a, as a newbie, but at the same time as a, sometimes even better than the experienced one, uh, in these marketing fields. I think the wider experience uh, can help because uh, anyway, for the, deep, uh, for the deep experience, you will need time and uh, a lot of fails. But for the, wide, for the wider view, 
you can just uh, search uh, the information and uh, learn from the others without any, your own experience. Amazing insights. Really, really deep. Um, and almost last question is, what's your favorite flavor of pancake? You're here on Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm sure there's a favorite one. <laughs> uh, yeah, the apple. Apple pie. Cool. Apple pancake. Apple pancake. That's good. Yeah. Um, and lastly, if people want to reach out to you and ask you anything about uh, anything we talked about, where can they find you? Anywhere. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on LinkedIn. So uh, any convenient uh, messenger is always open for, for everyone. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I would love to contact anyone. Cool. Awesome. So thank you very much. Thank you for doing this. It's been a pleasure. I think it was really insightful and it's refreshing to see uh, somebody that leads marketing from a leadership perspective, looking at things so holistically. And uh, I'm sure it's, uh, you're gonna be, uh, you guys are going to be very successful in uh, 2022. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. Um, bye-bye. And that was Mobile Growth and Pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve App Store performance, visit StoreMaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at StoreMaven, thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by StoreMaven. I won't lie, I am an employee at StoreMaven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, We have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app. We're here to help you do it. Music